What's going on, Hogline Nation? Welcome back to the podcast. You are listening to the 105th episode of the Hogline Podcast. Today, we are bringing the NHL boys back for some more analysis as we are making our way through the NHL playoffs. Um, but Jack's also here. What's up, everyone? We've got not one, not two, but three uh, people with shades on. I am the loner here, but we've got uh, everyone decided just to roll with the shades, which I, I kind of like. Um, but yeah, Frankie Carter is here, and he. We're gonna be talking about the Capitals first, so you gotta pre- prepare yourself. Rip. Oh, be be prepared. I got a got a nice little nice little message to the team uh, about what just happened. But I will say the shades idea was that was all Jack. So. Maybe I saw a new look. Here. They adopted yeah, my yeah. new look. Maybe we did. they we did. will uh, hire you as the new coach. We will see. Maybe you'll be. Uh, I don't know that. if they want that. They might. Uh, maybe. Uh, Mr. Alex Templin is also here. How you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me back, boys. So yeah. good to see you, Alex. Good to see you, Jack. The, these three are in the same house, different rooms. I can actually kind of hear Temp when he talks, like a little bit. From the other side of the room. Really? Yeah. I can feel temp radiate still. <laughs> the audio the audio sounds good on our end, so no feedback. They're not they're far enough away from each other, so we are good to go on that end. Um, but yeah, so I'll just uh generally what we're doing today, um, we're gonna briefly recap all the round one series. There were eight of them. Uh no seven game series for the first round. So wow. none of them went the distance. Um, so we'll you know briefly run through them. And then uh, the guys will give a little bit more of an in-depth breakdown of the series that are currently happening, Uh, the round two series. They're, you know, just about all one game in. Um, By the time this comes out, there might be one or two series with two games in. Um, So that's kind of what we're going to do today and just, you know, just give a general update of where we stand in the NHL uh, as of today. Um, That was a beautiful intro. That was very well done. Thanks. Thanks. I, I also said the over-under of how many words Jack was going to say this, and I think he's already hit the over. I've exceeded. Yeah. That's no. half it. That was half the over right there. That... Shattering expectations by the minute. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we'll, uh, we'll get right into it. We will start with the Washington Capitals. They played the uh, New York Islanders, TJ's Islanders, and it was a five-game series. And they were eliminated by the Islanders for the second year in a row, subsequently firing their coach. So, uh, Frank, you can get the first word on this. Uh, you, you, the floor is yours to deliver your uh, message to the team. It's nothing, nothing too crazy here. Um, first of all, they were absolutely dominated that series. That it was. I actually couldn't even believe it. I'm still wondering in my head right now if it was the Capitals being that bad or are the Islanders really that good? Um, and I think it's definitely a little bit of both. I think the Islanders are actually a very legitimate team with a shot to win around another round or two. I mean, their defensive core looked great with Pellick and Pollock. There's two guys on the same team, Pellick and Pollock. They, they shut down that the Capitals' top line, which has been one of the best top lines in the league over the past few years. Um, and then they also added veteran Andy Green, who actually just scored against the Flyers in this game. Um, I mean, and their forwards. I mean, Barzell, he's, he looks amazing. Pajot. He's been on fire. Pavilier has been on fire. I mean, they're a really good team. And I, I we'll, get, we'll get to their second-round matchup, but I think they have a very good shot to beat the Flyers in the next round. All right, now let's go with the Capitals and what, you know, their choice to fire Todd Reardon, their coach. Um, 
you know, I don't want to dance on his grave. I think he definitely should have been fired. But I think just to fire the coach and then think they're automatically going to be back to where what they have been these last couple of years is just not true. I think if you look at that team, the top six, you know, a lot of the league, what it's built on today is on speed. That top six is not very fast. I mean, Ovechkin's not a very fast player. Backstrom's not very fast. Tom Wilson's not fast. I mean, Kuznetsov is. Um, I mean, Vrana is. But I had this one stat about Jacob Vrana. Jacob Vrana had, I think he was second in goals in the Capitals this year. He had 25. In 38 career playoff games, he has eight points, which is awful as a top six player. And three of those points came in one game against the Penguins. So he's not getting it done in the playoffs. There was no depth scoring at all this series. Only three different players scored the entire season for the – just the entire series for the Capitals. There's Oshie, wow. Kuznetsov, and Ovechkin. Only one of them scored at 5-on-5, and that was Ovechkin. And so he had two goals at even strength. Every other goal the Capitals scored was on the power play. Wow. Now, Braden Holpe's contract is up next year. They do not have the money. They're not going to be able to sign him. So that means they're losing their starting goalie. And next year they're going to go with Elias Samsonov, who had a really good year as a rookie. He's got a lot of potential, but he's still very young. It's going to be his first year as a starter. How's that going to work out? I mean, their defensive core was weak going into this. These playoffs probably will be even weaker next year. They don't have a lot of money to spend. Um, I just think it's time for the organization to just look in the mirror a little bit. If it is trading a key piece that's going to help them down the road, I, I'll be okay with that. Um, but I just don't – I think this team's going to be a borderline playoff team coming into next season. So I don't know if that has anything oh. to add to that. Uh, not really. I think you covered everything there. Yeah. Do, um, do I mean, we I, think? Sorry, go ahead, Jack. Uh, no, this is actually a. I want you both your thoughts on this. So, do we think Ovechkin is a Hall of Famer? <laughs> yes. I, I, some oh, people are saying no. I don't. After this series, this quick out. I, like, yeah, that's. It wasn't his fault. I mean, he had four goals in five games. I mean, he didn't play his best hockey, but he was all right. It wasn't the problem. Definitely wasn't the problem. Stay on First off. John Carlson was like a minus 11 or something that series. That's really like, what? How is that even possible? That's pretty bad. It's really bad. If Ovechkin scores maybe 700 more goals, he, he might have a he might. Hall he of might. Fame. <laughs> um, I get all my Islanders, um, I don't know, analysis, I guess, from TJ, obviously. You know, he says the Islanders um, – if they have a lead that really suits them well and that, that kind of plays to their strengths as well as um, they are, they're really good on even strength. You know, they, they kind of, you know, get set back a little bit by the penalty kill. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know what your guys' thoughts on that, but that's, that's what I've been hearing. So, um, but yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I, they, uh, they move on, they win in five. Um, so they uh, are playing the flyers as we're recording right now. Ken actually said this to me. Oh, I'm sorry. You want to... No, you go. Okay, so Temp actually said to me, he's like, the Islander style of play is just perfectly suited for no fans because it, it's really boring watching the games. That's no disrespect <laughs> to the Islanders. And Mitchell also predicted them to get – it's looking pretty good right now. So. Yeah, who, who yeah. knew? <laughs> um, all right, so we'll move on to uh, – it was the four-seeded Bruins versus the five-seeded uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Um, so I guess I shouldn't be – too boastful of my predictions because I said the Canes would win it all and they are out. So uh, they they fall to the Bruins in five. And um, yeah, I mean, games were relatively close. I mean, game one, four, three Bruins, then three, two Hurricanes, three, one Bruins, four, three Bruins, two, one Bruins. So actually, extremely close every single game. 
uh, Boston, you know, is looking good. Uh, what do, what would you guys see in this one? Let we'll Temp go first. Uh, I saw Boston uh, finally get warmed up after that. Uh, I wouldn't even call it a letdown in the round robin because ultimately, ultimately that seeding looks like it's not going to matter for the Bruins. But uh, they went 0-3 in the round robin. And, I mean, it was really only a matter of time before they warmed up. I mean, they've been here before. They have experience. Um, like you said, Mitchell, a lot of close games. And uh, we found out Boston's more well-suited to win those close games. Uh, that's, that's all I really have on that. I mean, Boston Boston lost Pasternak. He missed a few games. And then, of course, uh, Tuka Rask opted out mid-series there. So... It really could have went any way there. Uh, Boston found a way to win it. Uh, they have Pasternak back now, and then they have Yaro Halak in net, who's more than more than qualified to to have the starting job uh, going forward. Yeah, I, I've um, no, no, I don't need to add too much to that. I would say that series, you know, it was in five. Bruins won in five, but I think it was a lot closer than that. I think it. I mean, I remember. I free, I'm not sure what game it was. I believe it was game four. When Carolina was up like two nothing going into the third period, the Bruins scored four goals in like five minutes. I think that was really the series right there. But um, yeah. But I also had Carolina in the conference finals, and I also said the Bruins would be the most negatively impacted by this whole thing, and it does not look like that at all, as they just won their first game in the second round. So um, yeah. So don't listen to my predictions if anyone out there is. But. That was that was game four. Carolina looks like they had a lead, and then Boston scores four in the uh, third period. So that was yep, that game yep. when they came back. All right, so the next series we will talk about is the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Columbus Blue Jackets. The Lightning get their revenge. Uh, after last year's utter embarrassment, the Lightning win in five. And um, obviously the most memorable of this game was the uh, extremely, extremely long game. Uh, I mean, I feel like everyone was watching that, even if you weren't even into hockey that much. I feel like everyone just turned on. It was six hours long. Uh, what was that, game one? Was it game one? I, I think it was, it was game, one. game one. Game one, correct. That's wild. Yeah, five overtimes. Started uh, at 3 o'clock. I was still at work, and then it was over by the time I was about to go to bed at, like, 9.30. So, 88 shots on goals for, uh, by the Lightning that game, and 63 for Columbus. So, <laughs> 151 Jeez. total shots. Everyone was exhausted. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, the the Blue Jackets won game two, but then, you know, the Lightning weren't really phased. Again, a lot of close games here, a lot of one-goal one games. Um, but yeah, looks like Lightning uh, got the best of Columbus. Uh, what do you guys think? Um, okay. Yeah, I'll let you go here first. Yeah. Do you want me to go? Yeah, yeah, I don't have too much on this series. I think it's definitely a confidence booster that the Lightning needed uh, after that embarrassment last year. Um and they beat a really good hockey team this year. Uh, Columbus had no expectations coming into the year, and they just played the, the torch style and grinded games. And ultimately, I think they just ran out of gas and were outmatched. But uh, a lot of credit to Columbus. But like I said, I think that's a, a nice nice warm-up for Tampa because they, uh, they have a tough series ahead of them for what's going on right now. That's all I ask. Yeah. No, that's really well said. And going back to that five overtime game, Corpus Allo, he had the, that game, he had the most saves in NHL history for a single game, which is a pretty cool statistic. And he lost, so that's kind of a shame. 
Um, but, yeah, I think it's a great tune-up for Tampa. What I liked about that series with them, too, is a lot of their games, they didn't rely on their top skill guys to win. It was their depth, which they were lacking in years past, and that prevented them from making a deep run. But, it, yeah, it really was their depth, their third and fourth line that carried them to that win. So I think that's a really good sign for Tampa moving forward. Yeah, I mean, they're you know obviously one of the most talented teams as we touched on in our uh, playoff preview episode. So, but yeah, very tough series against Boston. Uh, they are we'll get into it, but they are already down 1-0. So you know they are a little bit set back there. All right, the last Eastern Conference round one series: uh, the Philadelphia Flyers and the uh, Montreal Canadiens. The one versus the eight seed. Flyers win in six. Um, you know, they looked good as well. Besides game two, that was kind of an outlier when they, you know, got destroyed five to nothing. But other than that, um, they look really well. Uh, they shut out the Canadians twice. So, you know, looking good uh, in net, the Carter Hart. Um, but what do you guys think here? And, uh, you know, obviously Montreal beats Pittsburgh and they're, you know, probably the worst team in this uh, field of 16. But, you know, they hung in there. I don't know. What do you guys think? Um, I think Montreal had a really, really great run. They played hard every single game. They're a tough team to compete with. I mean, the really the way the Flyers beat that is by outworking them. Um, but back to the Flyers, I mean, there's really, really no little to no scoring from the top point getters on the Flyers during the regular season. I mean, Kevin Hayes one goal in the series. Konechny doesn't ha- didn't have any. Drew didn't have any. Um, it, I mean, once again, it was their depth and their young decor and their young goaltender that won them that series, which I think is a good sign moving forward. But now playing a team like New York, who plays very similar to the uh, to the Canadians, but I would say with more talent, I think that's a tough matchup for the Flyers going forward in that series. But, uh, yeah, props to Montreal for hanging in there. They had a great run. I mean, no one expected them to even have a shot at this. And they really took the Flyers to a tough series. Yeah, um, for sure. They, um, yeah, like I said, that the one game they, they, they won five to nothing. But, um, like you pointed out, yeah, the Flyers didn't really get much offense. I mean, you look at their scores of these games, two to one, uh, five nothing they lose, then they win one nothing, then they win two nothing, then they lose five to three, then they win three to two. So, you know, yeah. um, not much offense going on, but yeah, that's interesting how you said about the Islanders, how they play a similar style. Um, obviously we'll get into that in a couple minutes here. Yes, we will, yes, we will. The Flyers still have Danny Briere. I wish. I love Danny Briere. Man, I love you. Have you met him, right? Yes, I met him in the bathroom of at the woman I love you now. <laughs> Just the bathroom. What bathroom? <laughs> the bathroom at the War Memorial Arena in uh, Johnstown, PA. In Johnstown, okay. Love these. I've interject- seen him. I've love these interjections, him, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Keep him. I like him too. Keep him going. <laughs> All right, we'll move on to the Western Conference if there's uh, nothing else you guys want to add. Um, the, we'll start off with the Vegas Golden Knights. They took on the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, this one wasn't very close. The Knights win in five games. And, um, yeah, Vegas is looking really good, well-deserving of that one seed. Um, and they, they roll pretty easily over the Blackhawks. Um, what do you guys think? And I, I know we, we didn't really, uh, you know, we're not really talking about the qualifying round, but if you guys want to touch on the Oilers and how kind of, you know, embarrassing and how much of a letdown that was, you can as well. Uh, that is, that is actually with this, uh, the, the Blackhawks and Knights, my takeaway from that series was about the Oilers. 
because they were, you know, the Blackhawks knocked them out and then Blackhawks didn't have much of a fight against the Golden Knights. Uh, so I'm sure, you know, if you're an Oilers fan, that's, I said on the first show that we, the playoff preview that the, the Oilers were a lot closer this year and they were poised uh, to make a run and they didn't even make playoffs technically. So that is, that's definitely embarrassing. I, I'm still shocked that they lost. I re- It was a weird series. I mean, like every game could have went either way. It was a shortened series. You know, it was tough, but I mean, yeah, I definitely wanted to see Edmonton in there because I wanted to see McDavid make a little bit of a run, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know where they go now, you know? <laughs> what, do they, what do they think about where, where they're at as a team? Do you so. think that uh, this could be like the Mike Trout of baseball? I mean, of hockey? So I saw, so when Mike, or um, who got that? Oh, Mahomes got that big contract. So I yeah. saw this one question on Twitter where was, if you could give anybody else in any of the four major sports a similar contract, who would it be? And I said it would be McDavid. Easily. McDavid? But I think that's a good – yeah, I think it would be McDavid. But, that, I mean, it's a tough question, but I don't know what anyone else would say to that. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't – I don't know anyone who comes off the top of my head to get – other than him. I mean, Trout's another one, but, I mean, I don't know. Baseball's a weird sport. Des Bryant, is that what you just said? <laughs> Someone's got to sign Des. <laughs> Yeah, enough to a ten-year contract. Two episodes in a row, okay. you've said that. We're not talking about Des Bryant here. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't even remember where we were now. Oh, yeah. we're talking about the Knights, right? Yeah. Um, I really don't have too much on Vegas. I mean, they're really good. They're, I think they're the Vegas favorite right now to win, if I'm not mistaken. I believe that they are, and I think that's a great bet. Um, I mean, I can, we can save um more about them for when we talk about their second round series. But I, I mean, the Hawks. I mean, they're still they're they're kind of weird because they have a really really young team at the same time as having like very very seasoned veterans. So I, I mean, I don't really know where they go. I don't know if Tampa has any idea or any any theories on what they might be doing. But yeah, they they I feel like they're going to be a borderline playoff team next year again. Start off by firing Stan Bowman, their GM, and their coach, dude. That guy's like <laughs> thirty two years old. Yeah. All right, we will see where the future lies with the Blackhawks. Um, but the Knights are moving on. Um, the next series is the Colorado Avalanche, and they took on the Arizona Coyotes. I was really pulling for the Coyotes. I feel like we all were. Um, they're a fun team. But the Avalanche, you know, were obviously the better team. They prevailed. They went in five, especially the last two games. I mean, they outscored the Coyotes 14-2. to two. Um, Do you have the shots for those games too? Because I think they're – I think one of those games, I think the Avalanche had like 50 shots in regulation, like in a normal 60-minute game. Yeah, so, the Coyotes had none. Yeah, it was like 50. 50-25. Like <laughs> <laughs> right. There, I think one game the Coyotes only had like 15 shots, like literally 15 or 14 shots, which is ridiculous. Yeah, the game four, 15 shots, which is not, not going to get it done. No. Um, but, yeah, Avalanche dominated, especially towards the end, game four and five. Uh, Nathan McKinnon has 10 points in the series, so averaging two points per game. So, you know, he's doing very well, uh, you know, holding up to what he normally does. And, um, yeah, Avalanche looking really good. A lot of experts picked them to win it all. So, you know, that, that's looking pretty good right now, and they're, they're rolling right along. So, but, yeah, sucks for the Coyotes. It's really pulling for them. 
Yeah, me too. What is their – I don't know if I have an exact statistic on this, but I think they're very close to the cap, if I'm not mistaken. Like they have one of the highest payrolls out of all the NHL teams, and they were really – they wouldn't have made the playoffs probably if the, if the season was a regular season and they got smoked in the first round. So I don't know where they go either. I mean, Taylor Hall is probably going to be the most sought-after free agent coming up, I guess, this winter. I wanted to say the summer, but I guess this winter. So does he stay? I'd like to see him stay. Um, I don't even know if they really want him, though. I don't know. So um, that's tough. But, yeah, Colorado's really good, though. We'll get, we'll get in and talk about that more, too, once we move along. Right. All right. Anything else on that? Um, we can – move on to the Dallas and uh, Calgary series, the three, six stars win in six. Um, but yeah, I mean, what was it? The flames were up two one, right? Yeah. They yep. were up two one. And then the uh, stars win three in a row. Um, but yeah, I mean, stars, you know, showdown game six, another seven goal game there. Um, but yeah, I mean, What's up with the Flames here? I feel like a lot of – I mean, actually, I feel like we weren't necessarily on the Flames. I feel like all, all of us kind of um, were on yeah. Dallas. If I'm not mistaken, I don't, I don't remember exactly. Yeah. But. Well, they, they had Winnipeg in the qualifier, and I actually said Winnipeg was a lock, which I regret now. But I think the, either the first or second shift, Winnipeg's best player went down, but he was out for the series after that. And then later that game, their best goal scorer went out for the series. Um, so – I mean, and then Calgary really just dominated the rest of the games from then on out. Um, and then this series, they were up 2-1. When, I'm not sure when they lost Matthew Kachuk. Do you know which game that was by any chance, Tim? Uh, was it game – it was three or four, I think. I think it was three or four. Like, so, I think either when they were up 3-2-1 or it was tied 2-2, they lost probably their most valuable player. And then from then on out, the Stars really dominated. Um, but the Stars got a lot of production from their veterans, which they weren't getting during the regular season. I mean, Joe Pavelski had a really good series. Radulov had a good series. Um, their defense was was looking nice. Their first line started to click a little bit more than it was. And then, uh, I mean, you said that Dallas scored seven in that uh, series-clinching game. Offense was the Stars' problem all year. Um, as of right now, they've had five or more goals four times in seven games this playoffs. So if that's their weakness and their defense continues playing, doing what it's doing, um, they're, they're looking good. And, uh, Ben Bishop, their starter is unfit to play right now. So, um, but they got um, Anton Gudobin. So, I mean, I think, I don't know. I think he's hurt. I think what do you, oh, uh, okay. I, that's, yeah, what they, that's, that's, that's what the NHL calls it. But they have Anton a weird Gudobin phrase. <laughs> it is, but yeah, I mean, I don't know if you have anything on that. Tim. Um, I think, uh, it was a really gutsy series for the stars, I think, um, because the flames looked like they were controlling that there. They were up to one and then, um, Game four, the Stars were down 4-3. Pavelski tied it with 12 seconds left, and then they won in overtime to tie the series. If that, if, if they don't win that game, they're probably done. Um, so, I mean, like you said, uh, they got some good contributions from the vets. Um, and then and then the young guys, too. Uh, Garyanov, uh, is he a rookie? I think he's a rookie. I think he's a rookie. Yeah, he was down. He started the year in the AHL, I believe. I, I think he's like a Russian rookie, like 20, yeah, he, 25, yeah. but 28 uh, really though. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we'll get, we'll get more into them uh, for the second round preview. That's all I have. And also back to that series game six, I believe Calgary went up three, nothing and Dallas scored seven straight. <laughs> Imagine Jeez. having your season yeah. end on a seven straight, oh, seven man. unanswered goals to end your season. 
I don't know. I, I'm not gonna, I hate Calgary, so I'm actually glad that happened. But they were up. Calgary was up three nothing. They were up three nothing after like the first like seven minutes too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How do you? How does that even happen? It's crazy. Yeah. All right. So we'll move on to the four seeded St. Louis Blues. They took on the Vancouver Canucks, and the Canucks win in six. The defending champs were eliminated. Uh, Frankie, did you pick them to win it all? I think you definitely had them go back to the Cup. I had the Blues. That, yeah, I had the Blues there. Yeah, they were not very good. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone. I didn't see this coming. I don't know if anyone else really did. I did. Um, a lot of Vancouver's people, got a pretty good group, but. Yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of people, though, I talked to a couple of people and they, you know, fully expect Vegas to shut them down. Vegas is up one nothing in that right now. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, the Canucks, man, good for them. They knock out the defending champs um, after, you know, the Blues look good all year. So, it just, you know, proves our point even more, the yeah. unpredictability of all this. Yeah, I can't believe that one. That was the biggest shocker to me, was the Blues going down. Do you have anything on that, Tampa? I don't, I don't have too much to say. Um, the blues, the blues just, they didn't have, they didn't have it. Uh, they didn't have their legs under them. Uh, and they were, they were giving up chances and that's like a, a lot of high quality chances that, and that's their identity. They, they don't do that. They prevent the chances and then they wait for you to make a mistake and they were giving up way too many. Uh, but then Vancouver credits to them. Uh, Frank, we said, I said it to you the other night, like, Every every single team uh, has a good squad. It's just a matter sure. of just a matter of you know who who's playing well and who has the chemistry. And it looks like it looks like Vancouver had it that series. They were getting contributions from everywhere. Yeah. They looked fast and yeah, they they just wore the Blues down. Yeah, they did. Which is yeah, that no, you're absolutely right. They wore the Blues down, and usually that's the other way around. You know, usually exactly. you're saying that. And um, yeah, and then Alex Petrangelo, the Blues captain. He's been a captain there for a little bit now. Um, his contract's up, so is that his last game as a St. Louis Blue? Um, I don't know. I mean, they just brought in Justin Falk, I think it was last summer. So maybe they were planning on having him just take over what Petrangelo was, you know, when he's gone. So I don't know what they're going to do with that. I mean, I hope they sign him. I like seeing Petrangelo in the blue sweater. Um, but, and Bennington, not a great series for him either. Did he start the game, the, the game where they lost, this, the game six? He's – Yes. I think he was like 0 and 3 in that series right then and Allen won. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm there, not going close he started that. the he started the first two lost them and they went to Allen they won two. And then he played the last two, right? And then and then Allen lost game 5. Oh, okay. And then they went back to Benner and Benner lost. You know. I mean, that's a tough tough decision to decide who you're throwing in there. I mean, you really never know how goalies and when a goalie's going to show up or if a goalie's going to show up. Um, yeah. But it's tough. I mean, I expect him to bounce back next year. But it, it's just no, no. It's tough because I, I was rooting for the Blues. But um, credit to Vancouver. They're, they're got they got a great future there. They got a really good team. Really good. A lot of good young pieces there. Yep. It's all about uh, momentum this time of year. You guys say Mitchell, uh, what? Who's that Blues player you used to like? Kevin Shattenkirk. What's his? Story? Oh, he's on the he, Lightning now. <laughs> oh, is he? Yeah. Mickey likes him too. I do. You kidding? He the Capitals picked him up at the trade deadline one year, and he was awful. Like I thought he was so bad. Maybe mad. I liked him because uh, I, th- I think it was maybe 
maybe five five years ago. Uh, we were playing in a fantasy hockey league, and I think it was like 2012. He, it was probably his, it must have been his best year of his career. He's had a couple of good offensive seasons. And this one game in particular, I he just went absolutely nuts. Like I think I was <laughs> down by a lot, and I needed a big game room, and he came through. So you got like um, a you got like a t-shirt jersey. No, I, I never got his t-shirt jersey. Did you? Uh, who'd you get yeah. then? Didn't you get someone? Uh, I don't. No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah, but no, Kevin Chattenkirk. Yeah. Um, yeah. Legend. He's bald too. So. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll move on to the second round. Eight teams remain. Uh, it's the one-seeded Flyers versus the six-seeded Islanders, the two-seeded Lightning and the four-seeded Bruins. And then in the West, it's the Avalanche and the Stars and the Golden Knights and the Canucks. Um, we will start at the top with the Flyers and Islanders. Currently, uh, I mean, it'll be over by the time everyone's listening to this. But currently, the Islanders are up one nothing going into the third period. I was going to say, yep, I thought it was one nothing. I just wanted to confirm that. Yep. Right. So, and I, I believe Carter Hart had a great save that someone says uh, somewhere I saw. I didn't see He did. It, but yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, it looks like – I mean, I, go either way at this point. But forget about game one. Just as a, as a you know, in general, what are your guys' thoughts on this? I know we said about how they both play defensive styles and they're not really – I mean, the Islanders are actually getting a little bit off the offensive end, but the Flyers may not be. Um, what do you guys think? Who do you guys think will prevail here? Um, I think, well, first of all, uh, Carter Hart has been sensational, but uh, Semyon Varlamov has been just as good, if not better. Um, and the, the Islanders, as we've said, they just continue maintaining their structure that has gotten this far. Uh, they play the same way every night. Uh, I don't know if it was you that said it, Frank, or I saw it on a broadcast. They just say the Islanders have layers of defense, and you could, you, it's just so obvious when you watch it. They're just, they're, everyone's in the right position. It's so, it's so frustrating to play against. Um, and I think uh, the first goal will be big in every single one of these games. Uh, the Islanders, I'm not just saying this because they're up one nothing right now, but if the Islanders get that one nothing lead, like they're tough to play against and they could they could just they could beat you one nothing pretty much any game. But uh and then the Flyers, uh great defense, uh great goaltending, of course. Uh I'm sure they would have liked to get some guys going in the, the previous round against the Canadians. Um I think Frankie touched on it. No goals from Couturier, Giroux, Konechny. Um and I think the Islanders, I would call it like they play like a trap style. Um, and I think the Flyers will fall into that trap. I have the Islanders winning this series in seven games. Um, yeah, you know, just talking about the layers, the, the Islanders are relentless. I can't even believe it. I'm still trying to think if they're good or not, really. I just, I just don't know. But I think they are. Um, I mean, they, they got a really deep team. I mean, their fourth line is probably – one of the best fourth lines in the NHL. It always is with Matt Martin. Um, so, I mean, I like the Islanders too in this series. I, I'm going to say Islanders in six. And, you know, you're talking how important the first goal is. So the Flyers are actually 7-0 and these playoffs when scoring first. And the Islanders this entire year, after leading after the second period, they have two losses when after leading, when they're up by, after two. So, I mean, if, you're, if you get down on them, I mean, good luck coming back. It's going to be very difficult because they really do not give you much. 
And I'm, I saw, I mean, I'm, I don't want to bring up the Capitals again, but during that series, there was one game. Like, I think the Capitals probably had like 12 shots in the first period. For the rest of the game, they had like eight, and four of them were in the offensive zone. The other ones were just like dump-ins. So they really, I mean, that's what Temp said. The Flyers are going to fall into that trap. I see it too. I think that's going to happen. And out of all the teams in the Metropolitan Division, this is really the only team the Flyers didn't play well against during the regular season. Only beat them once in four tries. So, I mean, I like the Islanders in six. And Mitchell's prediction of them in the conference final is going to come true. Yeah, I mean, the Islanders. And I also, I believe I was uh, big on the Stars. I think I had them mm-hmm. in the finals. So, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Um, but, yeah, there you have it. Uh, both of them have the Islanders moving on. So, we will see. Um, hoping I can catch the end of that game uh, by the time we're done recording here. But, yeah, we probably should be able to catch the end of that one. Um, all right. So, the ne- the other Eastern Conference series, the Lightning and the Bruins, um, you know, two star-studded teams, uh, very talented, and, as, you know, anything less than a Stanley Cup would probably be a disappointment for either of these two teams. Uh, Boston is up one nothing. Uh, they win game one. Uh, three to two, you know, the, they were up three, nothing, I believe. And then the lightning, um, almost made a comeback, but fell a little bit short. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think here? I mean, I don't know. I could see this going either way. This is a tough one. I mean, I think these are the two favorites in the East. Um, no questions asked. Um, yeah, just watching game one, I don't want to hold too much weight in my prediction maybe from game one, but Boston had the better first period in the second and third. I thought Tampa was the better team. Uh, I don't know if he brought mentioned Braden point when we were talking about the first round, Tampa Bay's first round series, um, but he's an absolute stud. Was he a third round pick from not too many years, not too many, what, 2018 around there, probably maybe 2017. He has two overtime goals. In these playoffs already three is the record for an entire postseason. He had two in the first round. Um, he scored in that five overtime game. Uh, I mean, the Tampa Bay, I think, has definitely the best depth in the Eastern Conference. Maybe in the league, I would put Vegas right up there with them. Um, Zach Bogosian, how is he looking this good, Tampa? It makes absolutely no sense. Dude, I, I didn't even, Where did he come from? I, I didn't even think he could play anymore like, for anybody, let alone a contender. Yeah, it, there's an Instagram account that's like Zach Bogosian for MVP because he's like supposed to be this big scrub that, you know, but and he looks like a, he's playing top two. He's playing with the Tampa Bay's best defenseman right now. It looks great. I mean, and their depth is unmatchable. Still no Stamkos. The captain's still out, unfit to play. Um, goalie looks good. Um, and I'll let you – do you have anything about Boston? I, I have some things, but I'll let you get your, get your stuff in there. Uh, I mean, I touched on most of it in the, in the first round uh, review. Um, they've, they've faced and overcome a lot of adversity already, uh, with, I, I, how many games did Pasternak miss? I do not know. They, I think like, one or two round Robin, maybe one or two in yeah, the first round. Yeah. yeah. And then they're, you know, Vesna caliber goalie opting out, uh, certain, a really weird situation there. And I'm sure that wasn't great for the guys in the locker room is, Probably weird. I don't know how that went, but uh, they still they still uh, you know topped it out and moved past a, a talented Carolina team uh, without too much trouble. It was a tight series, but you know they weren't playing seven games. Um, to beat the Bruins, you have to slow down 
the line, the line of Pasternak, Bergeron, and Marchand, and that is no easy task. Uh, it's one of the best, if not the best, line in the league. Uh, Bergeron's a great two-way center. Marchand is uh, one of the best wings in hockey. He's a pest. He'll get under your skin. Uh, and then Pasta is just a terrible scorer. Um, and then they're getting a big contribution from David Krejci right now. They're starting line center. Dude, he's been unreal. Makes no sense. He's 90. Yeah. Yeah, and then, I mean, their their defense is still playing well. Um, yeah, that's that's all I have for Boston. Just one more thing on them too. In game one, that first line had all three of Boston's goals in a three-two win. So yeah, nice. Boston's taking. Nice. Uh, well, Tampa. Um, I think they're going to get Stamkos back. Uh, don't quote me, but that'll be a big big boost for them. Um, they have they have such a balanced attack, and they could really get it's good scoring from everywhere. Um, I think the Bolts are going to win in seven. There you go. I really wanted to take Boston in this, but I originally predicted that Tampa would make it to the Cup, so I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to take Tampa in seven as well. Um, and I really do think just watching game one, I think they're the better team for you know seventy percent of that game. Um, you know that's just the way it goes sometimes in hockey, but and I feel you know, different than other than years past. They do have the, you know, the mental fortitude to, to be able to go to, um, through, through another battle again after, you know, at the experience with Columbus last year, then coming back to beat them this year. So I like the way they're rolling. I like their depth. Um, so yeah, I got Tampa in seven as well. Very nice. Islanders take a two nothing lead early on. Really? In the period. Really? That's game. That's game over. Frankie's calling game. Wow. That's easily game. It was, it was probably game of one nothing. Right. Yeah, we will see what happens there. I believe there's like about 15 minutes left in that one. Okay, yeah. Yep. All right, so we'll move on to the West. Uh, we've got the Colorado Avalanche taking on Dallas Stars. Dallas up one nothing. Um, 5-3 win, I believe. No, two nights ago on Saturday. Uh, Radulov with two goals. Um, yeah, Stars take game one. Um, I mean, obviously – Avalanche, strong team, could easily make this a, a series or, you know, outright win it. What do you guys think here? You want to go, Frank? Um, yeah, I can go quick. So, I mean, Dallas, I mean, we talked about this when we were talking about their um, first-round series. They started off really slow. They even started off slow in the round robin, but now they're clicking. I mean, that first line looks awesome. You know, Sagan, Ben, Radulov all getting on the score sheet, all making an impact on the game. Um, and their young defenseman, Haskinen, I saw something today. It was like the front runner for Con Smythe, their playoff MVP so far. And Haskinen was number two on that list. He's a defenseman for the for the Stars. He's been incredible. I mean, Klingberg has been incredible too. And uh, Temp's boy, Alexiak, the big rig, he's looked awesome. I mean, they're, that whole they're, – I think the, the turning point of that series when their D started jumping up in the rush. I mean, they're D, they have some of the best skating defensemen in the league. Once they start getting involved, it's really tough for the forwards to backtrack and keep up with those – those guys, I mean, it just creates odd man rushes all over the place. And I think that's why their offense is really clicking. I mean, they have – I said this earlier, they scored five or more goals four, four games – four of their last seven games. Um, I mean, Bishop's hurt right now, but Gudobin's looked fine. And here's another stat I'm going to give you before – I'll let you – I'll hand it over to you for the abs. Um, in the last – in the Dallas Stars' last 12 best of seven – best of seven series, they've won 11 of them when they won game one. So they're 11-1. Oh, 
Yeah, stat that guy, so Frank. <laughs> so they're 11 My and 1 in the last 12 series when they win game one. As for the Avalanche, they are 1 and 8 in their last nine series when losing game one. So, I mean, take that. I don't know if that means anything and probably won't mean anything. But um, I just think Dallas is wrong. And uh, the stats are pointing towards the Stars right now. Not really, though. Avalanche absolutely dominated the first round. Wait, I just realized you took your sunglasses off. What is this? They did. I, I don't know. I couldn't read. Uh, just me and you, Tim. Um, what do you think what, about the abs, though, over there? Abs? Um, they're an offensive juggernaut. Uh, we've seen that, uh, led by Nathan McKinnon, of course, uh, who looks like he's building a pretty solid resume for the con Smythe. Uh, Nazim best Kadri. player in the league. Yeah, Nazem Kadri has just been lights out. Uh, Burakovsky, uh, and then the, what I'm what I'm, uh, I'm I'm looking at the like their off season additions, which we we touched on in the first playoff preview. Kadri, Burakovsky, and Jonas Donskoy, three additions that you know. That's why they couldn't win last year. They lack the depth. Here it is. They have it. You know, I don't I don't know what to say about this team that like is any like negative at all. Like what I don't, what do they do wrong? That's no, I agree. They do nothing wrong. Um, I mean, them and my dream matchup would be watch it would be Vegas Colorado in the conference finals. I mean, that is that would be awesome, hobby. Um, one thing on Colorado, your starter Philip Grubauer down with an injury. They don't know how long he's going to be out, and also Eric Johnson. One of their better defensemen also got hurt in game one. So that's two key guys not going to be playing tonight. Well, they're they're inserting a goalie with a 941 save percentage in Pavel Franco. So, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Confident there. He had a good uh, regular I, season. Yeah. Um, I, I, think, I, I think the Stars would probably beat any other team in the playoffs right now. Like, I, I'm really that – I think the Stars are that good. Like, I would put them against any other team except the Wow. wow. I think it's wow. Not, I like that take. Though. It's not the best matchup for him. I mean, uh, you know, they've been getting the contributions from, you know, their big offensive guys, but I, I think the, their young demon, Haskin and Flinberg have been driving a lot of their play. And I don't necessarily think that's a, a recipe for success against the Avalanche. Um, and if they're jumping up in the play, the Avalanche, the Avalanche have the speed to match them. And a mistake is just an odd man rush. For the ads the other way, and that's usually in the back of the net. Yeah. What's your pick? Um, you know, I'm going with the stars. I think the stars are taking this, and I think it, I think it's going six. I don't even think it's going the distance. Um, no, I would you you made a lot of great points in saying you're you're right. The the, the D of the stars does drive a lot of their offense, and if they do make a mistake and they jump up and they get caught, you're right. It's a two on one back in their net. But I just think this stars group's got a lot of really good veterans who have made this run before. And really, the, the Colorado's core has never been past the second round. I mean, maybe this is the year they finally do it. But, I mean, Joe Pavelski, uh, Corey Perry, Temp's favorite. But, I mean, not that they're, you know, great players, but it's just to have that, that leadership and that veteran, veteran mentality in the locker room, I think, is extremely important, especially as this bubble moves further and along. I think it's just going to get more and more difficult to just, you know, be mentally tough while you're playing. So, I think that's why the veterans are going to help them there. Um, yeah, I like the Allison Six. And I also took them – in our in the first show that we did, so I'll stick with them. But I like I liked what I saw in game one too. I thought they were I thought they were the better team. 
Awesome. I assume you're going to attempt. Did you say your prediction? Avs. Avalanche in six. Okay. There you we'll go. put a little. We'll put a little friendly uh, floor three wager on that one. As long as it's friendly. Yes, it has to be friendly. It will be very friendly. Our first disagreement uh, between the two. All right. Uh, the last series we have to talk about is the Vegas Golden Knights taking on the Vancouver Canucks. The Golden Knights win in dominating fashion in game one, five to nothing, um, led by Mark Stone. Um, who are the other stars of the game? Riley Smith. Uh, uh, Leonard. Uh, Bob the Hound Kelly. Tuck, T-U-C-H. Yeah. So, yeah, Vegas just dominated. Um, and uh, I don't know. You guys see this continuing? I think it'll be a quick series? I do. Uh, no, I did, okay. too. I, I don't want to get, uh, you know, look at game one and get a little too crazy with my prediction. But I don't I don't think it's going to last long. I think the Knights are that good. Uh like you said, led by Mark Stone. I I think Mark Stone is – he wasn't – was he a was he a um, Selkie candidate this year, Frank? He wasn't, was he? Um, I don't believe so. I think it was Couturier, Bergeron, and O'Reilly, if I'm not mistaken, but I do not yeah, know. Right. Well, Mark Stone uh, should always be in that conversation. He's – he doesn't necessarily, like – stand out like you see him play and you think like he's a superstar every night but he makes all the little plays um he's just kind of like a facilitator if we want to use that term for hockey um and then they're getting i thought i tell frankie this riley smith jonathan marshall and paul stastny are literally all the exact same player but i mean they're they're effective uh and then they're getting good contributions from shay theodore leading their defense their d's good a uh, little bit of a goalie controversy, kind of. Oh yeah, yeah. We should talk about that. Yeah. So um, they've been rolling. They've been rolling with Robin Lehner for uh, most of the games here. Uh, I think he's started seven games this playoffs. I think Flurry has two. Um, but so a few days ago, Flurry's agent posted a picture of Flurry with a sword going through him. And it says DeBoer on the sword for Peter DeBoer, the Knights coach. Uh, he So Flurry's agent posted that on Twitter. Um, he took it down. Uh, but, I mean, that's just makes for a really awkward situation between Flurry uh, and Laner, Flurry, DeBoer, Flurry's agent. Uh, <laughs> Why would he do that? That's so weird. <laughs> I don't know either. That's why I'm so confused. Me too. And then I was looking at his Twitter and he like, I mean, he just kind of seems like an odd guy. I was going to ask you. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but I don't you know. Do Flurry had anything to do with it? No, I don't. I And I think people that uh, try to make a goaltending controversy in the playoffs are like idiots because it's, it for the most part in the playoffs, it's never a goalie controversy. It's the head coach going with the hot goalie and rolling with the hot goalie. And that's how it should be. Play the hot hand. Yeah. No, definitely. And Flurry's been in that position before too, and he's with the Penguins there making runs and they had Matt Murray starting. I mean, if Laner has a bad game and they throw Flurry in the night, I mean he's gonna be ready to go. There's no doubt in my mind. So yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I don't, yeah. Flurry Flurry had his worst year this year in since like two thousand eight or something. Uh he wasn't 
I mean, he was kind of a weak link for the Knights this year, so no problem with Laner uh, taking the starting role. And, and if yeah. he has a bad game, Flurry will probably be back in there. Yeah, definitely. And there's a re- – I mean, they got him at the trade deadline, too. There's a reason that they went – I mean, uh, you don't just go out and get a goal. Laner's a capable, very capable starter that another team could have gotten, but they're a team that doesn't have a starter like Flurry could have gotten. But they went out and got him for a reason. So, yeah, exactly. I don't think it's anything, but – but uh, anyways, all I really have to say about Vegas is they just have a balanced attack. They've been dominant in five-on-five play. Uh, that's about it. And then we, we touched on the Canucks. Uh, they're a good group. Looks like looks like they're uh, they're feeling it a little bit. But uh, the Knights are just too good. Knights in five. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I just have such a hard time. Oh, my goodness. Voice crack. I've had <laughs> such a hard time seeing this. Uh, series go more than five games. I think Vegas and five as well. Um, you know, I'm not a, I don't, I'm not a big fan of Ryan Reeves. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but he is the absolute X factor on, on this Vegas team. He was just bullying people last game. It wasn't even funny. It literally, I felt bad for Vancouver at times because he, I mean, he's a fourth line fighter. He also has, I think, four assists, maybe a goal so far these playoffs. Then he went right after like the, the, I guess the fighter you could call it on Vancouver and took him right out of the game immediately. And first off, even if that guy did try to fight Reeves, he would be knocked out in three seconds. So, I mean, if he just continues to bully teams like that, I mean, he's always in your head. A, a guy like that on the ice, that keeps you so honest. And if they just – I feel like if he keeps playing like that – and it's not even like that he's a bad player either. Like every time his line's on the ice, they dominate. <laughs> so, I don't, I don't get it. Um, I love it. I love it. Too. I like it too. No, I really do like it. I don't like I mean, Reeves, team, but I, I love team, that. Teams are getting so analytical. Like, they wouldn't even want – because Reeves yeah. only Reeves only role is to pretty much kill people, get in their heads, and agitate. And I mean, he, yeah, he's his line's good, but like that's his only role. And like most teams would shy away from that now with all analytics and whatever they're Definitely. saying. But I, I I love it. I mean, there's nothing like that when there's when there's a guy like that on the other team that you're just scared of. And you know, I mean, Vancouver is mostly a young team. I know they have a few vets mixed in there, but there's no way. You're telling me Quinn Hughes, Ryan Reeves jumps the, dumps the puck in and Quinn Hughes' corner, he's he's not thinking twice about going out to get that puck. Are you kidding me? He's gonna, you're getting hit to the third row of the, of the stands. Yeah, he's, he's been incredible. He's <laughs> making me laugh. There's a video of him making chicken noises to like the Vancouver bench last night. It's like five nothing, two minutes left. He's making chicken noises to the other team's bench. I mean, but that's how you got to do it, though. You need a guy like that to win. You need um, a chicken guy. You, you need a chicken guy. And he's that guy. I mean, he's so valuable for that team. And he's going to be so valuable if he keeps that same energy and plays the same way through this series. And I think they're going to win this one. So, hopefully, through the next one. I mean, I just recently Reeves, too. They did? They extended that's, so, that's scary, dude. That guy in Vegas for the next two years? Jesus. <laughs> but, um, I mean, yeah. No, I think Vegas – they're really, really legit. I was a second away from picking them to go to the conference finals, and I changed into the Stars last second. But I'll throw them back in the mix, I guess, with because my other team lost the team, and I actually predicted to win the whole thing. So, but yeah, I like Vegas. All right. Maybe bring out the brooms. I mean, you guys both said yeah. five, but you know. Nah, yeah. I just it's just so hard to the four straight win. It's so hard to do. Right. This but, is in basketball. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, were there any sweeps in the first round? I don't think there were. I believe they all went five or six. So Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just double-checking. But, yeah, no, all five or six. So, yeah, we will see. All right. 
Um, to close out the show, just just give me a revised Stanley Cup prediction. <laughs> I don't even know if I want to give another one. You, oh, no, God. you have to. It's the rules. <clears throat> you guys got to give one too, though. I got mine. Uh, okay. Oh, man. I mean, I, mine's not even that fun. Don't go chalk or go chalk. I'm go- I just have Tampa Bay Vegas. I have to do it. Ooh. Okay. I don't want to. I don't want to do it. And I think Vegas would win that series. I don't want to do it, but I'm going to take Vegas. All right, Vegas over Tampa. It's literally the two favorites. Actually, no, I think Colorado's probably both favorite in terms of odds. But Temp. Mine's not fun either. Tampa and the Avs. That was your original. Uh, no. no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. I know it. It was not. Yeah, the what Oilers. was his original? Don't, don't even say my Yeah, Edmonton. I, I I remember he had Edmonton. I did not have Edmonton. No, yes, you, you, had Toronto, well, you had the Maple Leafs in the conference final, which I was I was like hyping yeah. you out. I was, I was like, I agree. I did not. That, Jack, I did not have Edmonton, though. You, I, I think Mitchell had, had Lightning Edmonton. Oilers. No, I didn't. Jack, didn't you and Temp have the same one? Was that right? I think you guys had lightning abs. Um, I don't know, but I was going to make my rise one the lightning abs. I could have sworn we had the Oilers. No. I think somebody had the Oilers in their conference final, but I don't think anyone had them in the cup. Um, We're going to have to go to the archives. My, well, my, my revised prediction is Boston over Dallas. Okay. Like that. I like that too. Boston, I love Boston, and six. See, I I really do think Dallas is going to beat Colorado, but I just don't see them coming back to be able to beat Vegas in that next series. That's so tough, dude. The West is so tough. Oh my god, it's crazy. I guess the East is still pretty tough too. What if the Islanders just do it? I wouldn't even be surprised. I think yeah, I'm I'm going to say uh, Islanders, Bruins, and then Bruins and seven, and then I'm going to say Vegas and Stars and Stars and seven. What's your prediction then, Tim? Or what was your original prediction? Is Jack checking? Are you checking, Jack? I think Jack's in the archives. I was not even close to the archives, but I'll go to the uh, archives now. <laughs> what are you doing then? Yeah, um, what 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 service? What value are, are you providing to this episode here? Uh, Kevin just texted me and said Phil Mickelson played his first senior tour event today and shot 10 under. Oh, I actually saw that. So that that that's what I was attending to. Whoa, guys! Islanders up four nothing. Wow, dude, that might be a sweep. Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> dude, the island are they that good? They, Am I the other? They get goals from a Green. I don't know who that is. You guys know who Andy that is? Green. Green. Yeah. Uh, they get Pago in the, and then they got uh, Anders Lee, and then they got Taze. Or to, yeah, Taze. yeah, Taze. Yeah. Anders Lee, it was his fourth of the playoffs. He killed the Caps. That was that was Andy Green's first playoff goal in over ten years. Are you serious? <laughs> his last his last playoff goal was April sixteenth, two thousand ten. Wow. Who was he on then? The Devils. Dang. That might have been, they might have played the Flyers that year. Yeah, I just checked. He's thirty seven. So. Yeah. Oh, he's an old dude. He was been the captain of the Devils for a long time. They just moved him at the deadline. Good pickup. Any word, Jack? He's on mute. Sorry, I'm in the archives. It's a, it's a war out there. It's a war in the archives. I really think he. I really think Temp said Tampa and the Habs. I really think so. But I don't know. 
All right. Well, Jack, are you are you gonna, are you close to finding it or no? No, I'm not. I'm sorry. All right. Well, we'll we'll go back and check on our own then. If you guys are listening, uh, you can go back and check because we don't clearly remember. So, um, yeah. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Um, thank you guys for hopping on and you know checking in with us. Thank you guys. Always, it's always fun. It's always a good time. As always, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, be sure to subscribe to us and follow us on Instagram at Hogline Podcast. And um, yeah, maybe we'll we'll check back in uh, maybe around Stanley Cup time, and uh, you know, for a quick uh, little update on that. Sounds and, great. Um, yeah, that'll be all from us here, and we'll catch you next time, folks. Good start. See you. Love you guys. Bye.